0: Joining us on the line, he is our resident economist, Andrew Pyle, from the Pyle Group, Scotia Wealth Management. Great to have you back, Andrew. Great
1: to be here, guys.
0: Andrew, uh, things uh, seem to continue to amaze me uh, in the height of COVID-19. And I mean, uh, things are opening up slowly, but it's certainly not over. Uh, the markets continue to be positive and, and show growth.
1: Well, exactly you know what that weather analogy is perfect i mean all this summer it's, it's been about the 40 percent chance of rain and we don't get the rain and it's kind of like the markets that we had this 40 percent chance that the markets would have a massive sell-off because of a second wave and it just never seems to happen uh and that was the case obviously last week markets continued to move higher the s p 500 now believe it or not is actually up five percent since the beginning of the year so we've not only reversed all the losses we're at record highs. Um, and, it, and it's like whenever you think the market could take a step back for whatever reason, uh, whether it's policy or the politics in the states or the fact that virus, you know, the virus count continues to rise, uh, they find something else to focus on. So this morning, you know, what is everyone talking about? Well, it's the fact that the FDA, the U.S. Food and Drug Administration, um, is looking to expand this new virus treatment that includes blood plasma. Mm -hmm. And the market now is buoyed by that, that that treatment could be effective.
0: Does this frighten economists when the way things look like they should go don't happen? Uh, Does it, I mean, if we keep to be more buoyant all the time and yet there's no real grounds for it, does that, is that nerve wracking? Well, it becomes a concern
1: when you start looking at the valuations in the market, compared to the underlying fundamentals so you know there's no disputing the fact that the economies of the world are pulling out of the pandemic uh induced economic shutdown so we know that's happening right and and we've seen good improvement in things like housing but at the same time we also know underneath the surface that there is a significant amount of scarring that has taken place uh and that is taking place so for example you know unemployment rates are going back down but no one out there really expects the unemployment rate to get back to where it was before the pandemic because there's going to be a fair amount of permanent job loss and permanent business loss. So that's what economists like me get a little worried that perhaps the market is not looking below the surface at what could become permanent because of the pandemic.
0: Is this a time to get in the market? Is this a time just to wait and see or is it the time to get out?
1: Well, it's a good question, John. And again, we've always come back to that question in terms of where is an individual currently positioned in the market? Is the person in the market? Uh, should the person be in the market? And to what extent should the person be in the market based on their own financial objectives and their financial plan? That's really the best way that you could ever answer this. Unfortunately, a lot of people don't do that and get into what we call a herd mentality. In other words, the market continues to go up. And then I say to myself, you know, I've missed the boat. I've got to get on this boat before it leaves, you know, harbor. It's mm-hmm. only left the dock, and now it's going to leave harbor. And I think that's what you've seen this summer is we've seen, you know, decent flows going into the equity market from investors who perhaps sold, you know, may have sold their stocks in March because they were panicking because of what was happening. And, you know, March was very, very scary for individuals, and, as much as we don't want people to, to panic sell, we know a lot of that happened. And now those same individuals are thinking, I made a mistake, I should have stayed, in. now I've got to jump back in the market. But to your point, John, I think they're getting into the market now at perhaps elevated prices. Right. With no, you know, the, the risks are still there. It's mm-hmm. You know, we haven't gotten rid of the risks of the pandemic. They're still there.
0: I'm sure people have learned a lot for those who lost money uh, in 2008 when the market crashed uh, or sold or whatever they did there. I'm sure a lot of people are basing their decision on the actions that happened then to what's kind of happening now and moving forward. Do you find?
1: Yeah, I think so, Mel. I think, you know, people that went back to those levels, and again, I think the majority of Canadians are not panic sell so i think a lot of you know the majority of canadians through the financial crisis saw their portfolios going down but didn't necessarily panic sell to get out um but we do know that there were some people that you know close to the bottom of the market the bottom of the market was march 2009 uh and in december you know in january and february people started to throw in the towel like they've been through this for a year i think those lessons were learned now and i think they've been applied this time so perhaps we didn't see the same degree of panic selling, let's say in March or April, um, as we might have had we not have had that 2008 experience. The number one lesson I think that everyone learned back then and now is that authorities will, you know, stop at nothing to backstop the market. The Federal Reserve will provide, you know, infinite liquidity, and now governments will run up massive deficits. That. You know that may worry people like me when we start looking at balance sheets and looking at debt. Um, but for the investor now, that has been one of the things that has kept the investor in and drag investor in because they like, say, "Well, what do I have to lose? Mm-hmm. All these people are going to protect me if something else nasty uh, happens, whether it's a pandemic or something else." So. You know, I think that's providing a lot of impetus for people getting into the market or staying in the market.
0: Andrew, people have more questions about what we've been talking about, I know they can reach out to you through your website, right?
1: Absolutely, John. They can go to our website at Uh They can contact us through there. They'll also find our links to our research, uh, as well as the weekly newsletter that we put out every Friday afternoon uh, covering a lot of the topics uh, that you and Mel and I cover every Monday.
0: Fantastic. Thank you for being with us here on Talk to the Town. My pleasure, guys. You have a fantastic week.